Hi, everyone. My name is Chad Daniels. Thanks for tuning into the show. I, uh, here's the deal. There's a 10,000 Laughs Festival in Minneapolis, Minnesota every single year. This year, it happens to be the, uh, the week of October 11th through the, I'm going to guess the 14th. I don't exactly know. But uh, we're doing a uh, live, middle of somewhere. Live. Cyrus Amon. Live, Cyrus Amundsen and I are doing a live middle of somewhere at this festival, and uh, Kelsey Cook and I are doing a uh, kind of an interesting themed show as well. So I, I hope you can make it. If you are in town, if you decide to for some reason come for this live middle of somewhere, there are going to be a million great shows to go to. Um, I promise the book. I've seen the lineup. I've seen everybody that's coming. Uh, Rana Claus is going to be there. Uh, Tommy Brennan's going to be there. Really, really funny dude. Um, I, I there's so many Beth locals Stelling, as well. Yeah, Beth Stelling, yeah, yes, yes, Dan yes. Mintz, uh, uh, so many good comics. So many good comics. Um, what, what I'm, the reason I'm saying this is because you can you can take a chance on a show and not miss is is what I'm trying to tell you. You're not going to like everybody because that's how comedy works, but you're going to like a lot of people. But take so, a chance on us. Awesome. Buy one of them ticks. Take a chance on us. Them ticks going to go fast. If I know anything from my date back in Minneapolis and your dates in Minneapolis, listen to me. Them ticks going to go fast. I think they are going to go fast. Now, let me tell you something else. If you can't make it to this festival, um, I am at Comedy Works South in Denver. I'm at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm at Raleigh Improv in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm at the Punchline in Atlanta. Chicago Improv. Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake, Hollywood Improv right there in Los Angeles, Irvine Improv, Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon, Tacoma. I'm in uh, LOL at San Antonio, and I'm doing the Arlington Draft House as well. So there's a lot of dates where you guys can come see me, and I think you should, God damn it. And Cy, what are you up to? Hey, 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 hey. Who's this guy? The point. It's like It's like the skinny white version of Fat Albert. Hey, 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 I've got a date. If you are in the Ohio or surrounding areas, uh, Labor Day weekend, the first and second and possibly the third, but for sure the first and second as of right now, uh, we are doing the first annual Psy and, and Friends Lux. Comedy Festival. Well, I've heard if it's- I'm a teasing. I don't think it will be. It also might be the last. Let's be real. There's a, We'll see how this goes. <laughs> We're doing the first annual- Psy and Friends Comedy Fast Festival Festival. It's just at a club. It's four shows, but I'm bringing in a bunch of my friends. Recently booked on the festival is middle of somewhere favorite Nate Abshire. He will be appearing. Oh hell yeah! There will be in town comedians. There will be out of town comedians. You won't be able to miss with one of the four shows. So head over to GoBananasComedy.com. And get your little tickies. They're cheap little tickies. Have a come on down for the fest, and then see us. Okay, that's the, that's the second nickname you've given to tickets. So please go get tickets like a grown up, and like you're not watching social media and finding out new words. And uh, I think it's going to be great. I think you should come see us wherever you can, if you can. Get your tickles as soon as possible. Enjoy the show, everybody. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people 
and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? If you came back after the Lizzo episode, congratulations, you've done it. You've made it through the hardest listen. You're going to have to make it through. We're back. We're back, and we are lovely. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Hi, Chad. Today I'd like to talk about Roman Polanski. I, uh, Isn't that the guy that had to leave the country because he was diddling youngins? Yeah, I think we, here's what, I don't think we lean away from Lizzo-type topics. I think we lean into them. Let me pitch you the <laughs> new middle of somewhere, okay? Each okay, I'm ready. and every single week, two, I'm going to say aggressively opinionated men will enter okay. their show with, at best, hearsay information yeah about allegedly about a like a topic that is either taken society by storm or is just societally divisive and we just make our way through it for 20 to 30 minutes and i love it it's like you know how dan does time suck yeah with research yes it's like time suck about issues people are upset about without any of the research. So really, you, what you're talking about is 90% of podcasts hosted by two men. Yes, 100%. And Okay, okay. I'd like to hop in the arena. Why are we leaning out of it? Like, why are we leaning away from what we should naturally be good at? Yeah, here's what we're doing. We're coming in with the most personal aspects of our lives. Well, most of them. And then we're telling stories about them. And uh, instead, we could be just flying off the handle and talking about uh, recent events, current events, uh, with no knowledge. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Middle of Somewhere. I'm Cy Amundsen. You don't normally hear my voice first. Across from me is Chad Daniels. And did you know a trans woman is beating other women in swim races? What do you got, Chad? I love it. I think, <laughs> why have we spent so long? I know why we have, because we don't want to talk to anybody. But if we're going to, if this, if we're going to Hindenburg this show, let's do it hot off the heels of this garbage culture we have. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And to be fair, the the trans woman that was beating people in swimming races, that was me. I was swimming with a t-shirt on. I don't want to have to get too involved in that but i was beating people and i did have a t-shirt on because i swim with a t-shirt on because it's better for everybody now speaking of athletic events and myself yesterday i went to the golf course mm. and 75 75 is my best score of all time 
and yesterday I shot a 73, and I was pretty excited about it. Oh. Not only did I shoot a 73, I had a birdie putt on 18. It was a 25-foot putt, but I had a birdie putt on 18 to, to go even par at 72 and came up uh, just a couple inches short. It was a, it was a gimme at the end of it all. But uh, 73, that's my new low. And I'm jacked up about it. You can't stop me. It doesn't matter. I'm in a great mood. You could talk to me about a lot of stuff. You could find another letter from my dad. And I'm going to tell you something. All I would respond is 73. The scores are dropping. Your weight is dropping. Our listeners are dropping due to the Lizzo episode. (laughs) Everything... Everything is shrinking in the world of Chadith Daniels, and that's a good thing. Let me tell you something. I'm in a good mood because yesterday evening I was outside. I hang out in my—do I have a lake on one side of my property? Yes. No. Oh. Do I— I I thought you were going to say a a tiny channel. You know what? Go ahead. Here's the thing. Let's have this out right now. I am so... Let's have it out right now. No, stop. Let me go first then. Let me go first. Let me go go first. You go first. You go first. If you live on a lake, stop for one second. If you live on a lake and you... Like, when I look across my lake, Mm -hmm. I can't fucking see what my neighbors are doing through their window because there's a lake in between. I have been to your home and I have watched people across the street barely kiss on the lips because it's Ohio and you only fuck to have babies there. Listen, it's wild. That you think that's a lake. You know it's not a lake. You grew up in Minnesota. Your parents had a resort on a lake, for fuck's sake. What you're dealing with is, I, you can't throw a rock across a lake. And I'm going to tell you something about the neighbors with the kissing on the lips. Modano Scale, Ethan, and I both hit their house with a fucking snowball. And you know that shit because we came diving back in your house. We were out on your deck, and we thought it'd be funny, and all of a sudden we thought, do you think we could hit that house? And we fucking rocked their picture window from behind. So please, don't tell me that you live on a lake. You live on a channel that I don't believe even goes to a lake. I think it's a lazy river, like Disneyland style, where you hop in on a tube, and you fucking go around on your little miniature boat that you have, like it's like at a putt-putt, where you can also get on a bumper boat. That's what I think's happening. You've been fucking bamboozled into, and I and air quotes, lakefront property. It is not. Now, maybe in Ohio it is considered a lake. I don't know, but I'm telling you, everywhere else where you do lake research, it's not. Let me be clear about a number of things. One, <laughs> do I live on an inlet part of my lake? Absolutely. For sure. But then you can go out into the lake, which has fish, is 40 feet deep. And if you were to stand on one end, despite your competitive athletic ego, you could not reach a snowball within 10% of getting anywhere near across that lake. Let's be very clear. I'd like to actually measure that out for 10%. I think I could get 10%, but keep going. We'll do it at championship week this then year. This then year. That's how upset I am. Listen to me. I am so this sick. This then year. Hey, <laughs> man. This then year. You ain't going to believe what happened this then year. Listen to me. You and your new money water attitude 
can walk right the fuck out of here. Listen to me. Listen to me. You. This is I, not new money water attitude. You, you need to understand you something. Are, this is growing up in Minnesota. You know that's not a lake. You need me on that wall. <laughs> you. You get you you get one half decade run on a mid-sized Minnesota lake, and here you are sitting yeah. on your throne with your little lake crown on your head, telling the serfs and peasants that their water property, in which they can drive a pontoon, in which they can catch a smallmouth bass or even a striped bass, in which they can drive a pontoon. You, I just, you take that attitude and you remember where you fucking came from. Because you remember you where you came else. from. You remember where you came I'm from. I'm not, I am not wearing a crown. I'm wearing a Minnesota soccer loons hat. Loons live on a lake. I bet you don't find one in your little fucking channel because they live on a lake because they know what a lake is. Stop. Just more ducks on my, listen, listen, you know there are more ducks and geese oh, on ducks. my lake. Oh, ducks. There are more ducks, ducks and geese on, on my lake. Because it looks like a landing strip. It's a skinny ass little landing strip <laughs> like it's a fucking airport for ducks. Secondly, I am on a folding chair <laughs> because I am at my cabin. I don't have nice things at the cabin. I don't have a lot of expensive things. I just know what a lake looks like. And I'm going to no. tell you something. It's not your fucking, it's not your thing behind your house now maybe it is an inlet but i've never gone on your small mouth bass pontoon to see what is out there You're, you don't ever you have paddle boarded on to my little tiny house you you keep me in your little tiny house to play all your fucking relatives in golden tea and beat people you'd say this is my friend i brought him here to dominate you and and you use me and you use me, and I ain't that average groupie. You have paddleboarded on my lake. Negative. I am quite certain. Madonna scale. I promise you, I haven't. Well, then I promise the you because here's the thing. because doing... I put the paddleboard in one time and it turned into a bridge all the way across this fucking Stop. That's the not... channel to your your. It was almost, and then all of a sudden your neighbor started running across it, and I had to fucking smack it back into the water. We are going to start doing in-person episodes. Where I go to Minnesota and record, and you come down here. You're going to be here in yeah. September. Let's get Absolutely. your little bitch ass out. And I'll in say that to you because we're friends. Because you're not, yeah, because you are not a stranger at a baseball game, Alex Schubert, if you're listening. I will say your little bitch ass. Little's a compliment. You're down to 192. Bitch ass. Okay. Not a compliment. Attitude related. We will get all of that onto a paddleboard. You will paddleboard to the other side of the lake and back, and then you can come on this show and tell everybody how great your lake is and how mine is not a lake. But until until you've lived it, sure. I'll not- tell you what. I'll walk around the lake. I'll walk around the lake. Matter of fact, I'll jog around your lake, and then what I'll do is I'll fucking jump across the channel without any paddleboard or anything, just like a little skip over a puddle, and then we can talk about it. Because I'm going to tell you something else. I'm not getting in your goddamn lake because I've seen what goes on in there. It's not a lake. It's a little tiny, dirty fucking water. No. It's filled with bacteria. Mm. I'm not letting that get on my legs. No chance. You can you don't paddleboard. You can paddleboard with your legs above the water. The point of all this is... I can't. I fall in. The point of all this is I want you and Ethan, there's a spillover at the edge of the lake. I want you to go down there by the dam and the spillover. And Joel and Ethan always paddleboard by there. I want to see 
I think that'd be fun to see if you can get close. See how close, see how close you can get. That's they always play a nice game of spillover chicken. See who can get the closest, who can risk the most. That's a pass for me. That is a hard pass for me. Oh my god. So, the point was, I should spend time near my lake, but I tend to also spend time on the driveway side of my house. Because I am hill trash. Yeah. And I think I think we can both agree neither of us enjoy a disingenuous individual. Okay. I'm not going to agree with that word, but yes. I, I, I will agree with that. If somebody's fluffing your nuts, if somebody comes in, hey, hey, Mrs. Cleaver, you're right. And that's an old reference, but I'm old. So... It's was uh, that, uh, was that, leave, that was leave it to beaver, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, what is that guy's, that guy's name's that. Eddie Haskells or Eddie Haskins or Haskells? Eddie Haskell, singular, just one Eddie. My, my, uh, my parents used to, there were, there were two terms. That was, that was one. You call him a little Eddie Haskells, which is nice to the parents face, shitty behind the back. Right. The other one, yeah. um, my mom and I think her her sisters or her somebody in her family, they would use the Joey Chitwood. Slow down, Joey Chitwood, is what they would say if you came running through the kitchen. Still don't know who the fuck Joey. I'm sure he was some dirt racer. Either. I'm sure he was a dirt racer back in the in the you know when they went from moonshining to car racing. I'm sure, sure he was in that era. But also. Yep. My mom knows a guy who wrestled a bear in a mall for money and won. So she comes from a different time and a different place. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm on the driveway side of my house. And I, I what yeah. I meant by disingenuous, I, I clearly, you know, you, you were right about the word choice. We both, we both like people who are non, dislike people who are non-genuine. And you meet a lot of them in comedy, you know? You yeah, mean, yeah, you do. You mean uh, we call them climbers in the business. A lot of climbers. They're like, lot. oh my god, I love you. Do you? I have a show in New York. If you ever want to do it, but anyways, what then? What would you do for me? Do you think? It's a lot of that. A lot of that. Not, it's not a lot of it, but you find you find them. There's a lot of good people in stand up. Yeah. But you do you do find the climbers. It's a heavy split. And then you, I mean, there's the pretenders too outside of comedy where just like, you're not that person at all. You are trying to look cool. Uh, I don't like, well, there is this in stand up. How often do you hear people go, ah, yeah, I mean, my earliest comedy memory, um, probably sneaking into the basement and listening to my parents, George Carlin records. Fuck, really? Just say you loved Adam Sandler like the rest of us. Quit it with this fucking <laughs> false autobiographical narrative that you've built. You're just a... you. Anyway. You're not going to believe this. My first real stand-up comedy... I mean, I watched my grandpa uh, listen to comedy albums, or listen to them. But the first one I saw, I, it was in a basement. I snuck out when my parents were watching Eddie Murphy Delirious. I know, I but I know that's a real story. That is a real story. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is people are trying to act like they listened to a comedy, you know, an older comedy icon that was ripping through society. Yeah, instead cool, of, hip. Um, turkey, turkey, dee, and the turkey, turkey, dickle, 
I wish turkey only cost a nickel. That kind of shit. That was really good. Um, Thank you so much. I saw the opposite By the way, of it. I, everyone needs to know I fucking love Adam Sandler more than a lot of things. His special on Netflix, I had to rewind yeah. it when he was telling a story about his dad over 10 times because it kept laughter exploding my insides. It was so fucking funny. And it was so nostalgic. My friends and I, when so we loved Billy Madison. And when, Ad, uh, when uh, uh, Happy Gilmore came out, we went to the theater in the morning and stayed all day. When the people came to sweep up the popcorn, they were like, you guys got to leave. We're like, do we? And then we just stayed the whole time throughout the day. It was fucking wild. That day for lunch, we had Twizzlers and Mountain Dew and popcorn and milk duds. I mean, it was crazy. And then when it came out on video, I've told this story before, but I was the dog catcher for the city. And I went home, parked in my mom's garage and watched it. And then we ended up getting uh, all of us getting fired from the city. You know how hard it is to get fired from the city? Pretty it's hard. It's real hard. But but uh, we got fired for watching that. So when I when I do the Adam Sandler impersonation, please know it. It comes with a lot of love. I so I I also love Adam Sandler, and I would say uh, I don't know if you saw the Mark Twain Award thing. Yeah. God damn sure it! Did. Was that the greatest? I, I love him. Uh, I here's the thing. I I just I can understand the difference in the movies. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and uh, The Wedding Singer, and Fifty First Dates. Right. And your you name's know, gonna be Julia Gulia. That's <laughs> such a great line. Maybe Jack and Jill. Right. I can I can see the difference in those products, but I just I think he doesn't get enough credit for. It's always funny. You you see it with Eddie Murphy. Like if you watch, you know, a, a lot of people that were icons. If you watch them now. You, uh, it can either a reek of corniness or b mm-hmm. it can seem unimpressive. But people don't stop and go, "Oh, that person literally was doing things that no one else was doing." Uh, going on Saturday Night right. Live, and you know, Andy Samberg's amazing. All this, uh, you know, I think you should leave. All this weird sketch stuff is amazing. Adam Sandler at a time when you know it was real straight laced whether you thought this was funny or not but him going on saturday night live doing his halloween costumes and just being like i'm mr stapler head and just putting a stapler on his head the right the deconstruction of sketch comedy it's putting a fucking culture club dance scene (laughs) yeah in the middle of billy madison and a full musical number out of it now that shit that you see all the time show me where that was before that so right because because people always use the phrase well you're not going to reinvent the wheel in comedy everything's been done and then you look at what adam sandler did and you go oh he actually did reinvent the wheel i mean he revolutionized he 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 basically came up with a new type of of movie yeah the yeah so i i we could get into we could get into this adam sandler thing for way too long and uh, uh, but oh I think we should just have him on the show to tell it. David Huntsberger as oh. oh yeah. Yeah, let's get let's get Sandler on the show. I thought you were just like, why don't we just have him on the show? Just let him defend himself, man. Let him come on the extremely popular middle of somewhere. He can follow 
our uh, our new segment, you know, the divisive topic segment. So we'll open divisive yeah, topics. Absolutely. We'll make him sit in the Zoom room and listen. And then we bring uh-huh. him on the show and we just allow him to defend himself against his critics. Perfect. So Perfect. Uh, Dave Huntsberger. So there is a comic that will go nameless because I very, very much respect and care about him. But early in my career, um, he was an Acme headliner that has the, his integrity is pretty roundly unquestioned and is it me? It's you. And he had, it's either you or Pete Lee. Uh, and he had a, he had a stance on Adam Sandler and a couple of stories that were such a blow to like they were glass shattering like he painted him as a horrific monster and like no matter how much i liked him i couldn't shake those stories for years and then my wife literally worked with him my wife literally worked with him on hotel t at sony and our good friend David Huntsberger uh, has played basketball with him and has some yeah. of the most endearing stories. And Huntsberger and my wife fixed that, what I now believe to be is just some bitter old man's, who I still like and respect, but opinion painted through his own perception. Uh, I don't know how we got all sure. the way down this path. The point is... Well, let me tell you this about Adam Sandler. I'll tell you this. Uh, hooped as well. And yes. then, but let me, let me tell you the first the first time I ever talked to him was I was working with Blake Clark in uh, Alab. Uh, let me see, yeah, Birmingham at the Star Dome. Sure. And all of the electricity went out because the the building got hit by lightning or something, and they were like, "Well, we can't do a show." And I was like, "There's candles on the table, and this is built in a theater type." You know, with the, the acoustics, like like a theater. So I go, let me go out there. <clears throat> Let's see if it comes on when I'm out there. And so I went out there without a microphone, without a spotlight, and just did 30 minutes. And Blake Clark was headlining. Blake Clark is, uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the dad in 51st Dates. He yep. is uh, the guy that wears the um, coveralls or the overalls in Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy, and he's in a, he's in a ton of them. So um, he goes, "Wow, you know that, that was really cool that you did that. Uh, I you know I appreciate you being willing to take the bullet like that." He goes, "If there's anything I could ever do for you," and jokingly, I go, "You know, well, I'd love to talk to Adam Sandler sometime." And then um, my phone rings at the hotel when I get back, and it's fucking Sa- Adam Sandler. Shut so the Blake fuck Clark up. called Adam Sandler. Yep, called Adam Sandler. And told him, he's like, hey, man, here's what this guy did. Can you just shoot him like a three-minute phone call? And I didn't even know. I wasn't prepared or anything. So I was sitting there. And the whole time, I just remember thinking, don't tell him about that you watched fucking Happy Gilmore all day. Don't tell him that you did that. (laughs) Stop thinking it. Please don't tell him. Please act like you have been in this situation before. It was great. Because the whole time, I'm just like, one time when your movie came out. You know, I just wanted to freak out. But 
I, I tried to be as cool as possible. And then I was just g- giving Blake compliments. Yeah. Is all I was doing. Yeah. So. Oh, that's amazing. I did, how did I not know that story? What did we learn? I think you do. May, I don't know. I think I forgot it. Much like the movie Fifty First Dates, sure. I got to relive that. It's not like that at all. That's a very different medical condition. But what a nice story. Uh, Blake Clark also sean's dad on boy meets world uh passes away in that show at some point not in real life he but as sean's dad i think there's an episode where he's a ghost you're right i don't know that he's necessarily meant to be a ghost but he shows up i think he's it's more memories than anything It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So I'm on the the roadside driveway Jesus side Christ. of my Are house. Are we still telling this story? And all of this under the context of you and me, we're a couple of down-home fellows who we don't like pretenders, okay? Sure. We don't... You ain't going to give me nothing on that? All right, I'll just keep moving to finally finish Well, I mean, story. unless you're talking about Chrissy Hines. I love Chrissy Hines. Great voice. Great voice. She sounds like Karen O from uh, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Talking about the pretenders. But I know what you mean, yeah. I saw the opposite. You know, I think we like to make fun of people who do weird stuff. And my rule is, like, if you have a anything that you love, as long as it's not harming anyone, I'm all in. That's what I, You love sports? I love that for you. You love science fiction. I love that for you. You love Pokemon cards. You want to get dressed up in an outfit and, you know, walk around the city pretending to be a bumble. Whatever the thing that you love is, I don't care how weird it is. But let me ask you something first. Yes. Why do you love Pokemon cards? Is it to flash the most rare one to get kids in to look at it? If you love it for that reason, then we're going to have some problems because now that's breaking the rule of not hurting anybody. So we got to ask some questions like, why do you like these things? Why do you like dressing up in a costume to fuck? That's all. I just have a question of why. Why do you like sports? And that was my, Is it because that was your my, dad never came to a game? <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter. And that was where I was going. I, that, that was my preface. If you, as long as you're not harming anybody, you know. Right. And then, and then, and then the other one is, I will say, the moment I see you cross the dick threshold and that is not an intercourse measurement for me that is an attitude that is an attitude you know defining plane when i see you become a dick to other people you better hope there is not a weird thing anywhere in your background because i'm gonna pick it up 
and I'm going to write a bunch of stuff quickly in my head and I'm going to hurl it against your entire body every moment I know you until you die. You don't get to be a dick. If you're a dick, I'm going to be really mean about whatever you're into. Sure. And that's that's fair. That's And that's why I come at you about this lake thing. Stop because it. Because sometimes you're a dick. Stop okay, it. Keep going. You're on the other side of the house. The other, so the complete other end of that so spectrum then exists these people who are openly very willing to do the things that I think would get them just destroyed. And yeah. I had my heart filled. There's no way that this is worth the build up to this one moment that we've gone through. I need you to know that. <laughs> but all of a sudden I'm out on the driveway. And so, you know, my lake is it's it. There's a curve, you know, when you come to my where I live on the lake, it's a pretty long, straight shot. But just back a bit. Right. When you come into the neighborhood and start going around the lake, there's a little curve. So you can't you can hear, can't see. And okay. I hear uh, and I can't do it. But you're going to know what song I'm talking about, though. That you know which song I'm going with here. Is it uh, Bon Jovi? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gotcha. we're halfway there. So I hear the yep. whatever that noise is. That sounded sure. like uh, a a couple of uh, Midwesterners fucking in a Winnebago. You do the noise. Well, I I, I know I know what you're talking about. And um, weird song to pick going around your lake because. It's, I mean, by the time the lyrics start, you're all the way around it. So halfway there doesn't even matter. But um, weird choice. Yeah, but it's like. That's way better. Yeah. I don't know what I was. Johnny Johnny used to work on the dock. But isn't there. Union's been on strike. He's down on his luck. It's tough. Isn't there a. Isn't there something like that in there? Isn't there like a. Yeah, I think I think that. Who who plays guitar for them? He's married to Heather Locklear. What's that guy's Slash, name? Slash Alice Cooper. No. Anyways, uh, the edge. so Edge, Ricky Sambora, Richie Sambora, Richie Sambora plays guitar, and I think he does the thing where it goes. But then there's a drum. They got a lot of stuff going on. It's Bon Jovi, dude. It's Bon Jovi. A lot of stuff always going on. Pretty recognizable song, and it's being played pretty loud. I'm a big appreciator of anybody who's like, I want everybody to hear my music as I drive by. I turn, come ripping around the corner. Is not a white Chad. I want to be very clear. An ivory white VW Beetle with the okay. canvas top. So it is a convertible yeah. Beetle, but it's yeah, got it like the tan canvas co top. And it's this middle-aged man that just... <laughs> Just zips through our neighborhood, like all windows down, singing Bon Jovi, in, like oh, very proudly in his drop top VW Beetle. Holy and shit. And I didn't even know, before I got to the airport, I didn't even know they rented those. But I thought, I'm going <laughs> to cruise by Size River, see if he's out in the yard. I love you that guy, song. This Don't guy. By the way, raise your hand if you're listening right now when Sai said, not a white. How many of you thought a black man was listening to Bon Jovi driving through his 
neighborhood. Raise your hand. I can't see you, but please know my hand is raised way above my head because when you said not a white, I thought, oh, this is going somewhere else. This is the Ice Ice Baby version of the Kevin Bozeman story. Whitest guy I've ever seen. And I got to be honest with you. Okay. If it was a black guy driving a bug listening to Van Halen, I'd have shifted this story earlier in the podcast. Because that's... Okay, I got you. There's a different... There's an interesting element there. I know everybody wants to pretend that race doesn't matter. But when it comes to listening to Bon Jovi in a VW Beetle, I think it does. I do think you have to discuss race. I think if a white guy comes by, like you said, right? Super white and made to look even whiter against the ivory color of his automobile, bro, Mm -hmm. fucking dial it in. You're getting washed out. Jesus Christ, yeah. learn a little bit about yourself. But if a black guy comes through, that's something where you look back over your shoulder like, God damn, this is awesome. So, yeah. yeah, there are times where I think we do get to talk about skin color. I'm old. I'm fucking cancelable. Let's do it. I How? What do we have to do? Like, because here's the thing. We don't want to ruin your life because you're a good guy in theory. I feel like I'm a pretty good guy. Yeah. Allegedly. And so we don't want to, I don't want you to suffer societal backlash, like that that negatively affects your life. And I certainly don't want your kids or your friends or your best friends, co-hosts of your podcast to deal with the shame of like being connected to something horrible you did. But like, what's, what gets you canceled that doesn't do that? Is there any, is there anything in the, like, is there, is there a, is there like a happy medium cancel that where we can get you canceled, but we don't actually do anything too wrong? Where where are those, where are those little nooks and crannies in society? Well, let me answer the question you posed earlier, which was about the, the trans woman that was winning all the swimming. I'm I'm just kidding. (laughs) So let's. I mean, listen, who who doesn't have their opinions about that kind of shit, which I mean, my opinion is I don't fucking swim competitively, so I don't care. But um, let me tell you this, though. I I don't know what's going to get me canceled, but let me tell you what made me laugh real hard. We we're talking about paddleboarding before um, Olivia and I were paddleboarding. So I've told this story before, but we got caught in the middle of an actual lake right during some wind. So there were sure. waves. It wasn't wasn't just a lazy river where we could lay down on the paddleboard and we'd eventually come back to our home. We had to work I, for it. I've let it and go. So she, Maybe you should fucking let it go. We, I said so earlier she in the was show, super I pissed. said, let's have it out. And then we had it out, but you're still yeah. having it so out. So she was super pissed. And um, we were paddleboarding the other day. And she said, oh, remember when we got caught in the middle of the lake? Because we went a long ways the other day. We were probably gone for an hour and a half. And she, um, she comes and she goes, Remember the last time we did this and we got caught in the lake? She goes, man, I was just in such a bad mood. She goes, have you ever been hangry? And I was like, yeah, I've been hangry. She goes, I felt just like that, but I wasn't hungry. And I was like, do you mean angry? What the fuck is going on with our youth where they don't know the origin of combined words? Where she's like, it was like hangry without the without the hunger it's like oh okay so you were just angry you were pissed off that's that's one half of the word it's like have you ever been um hangry but not mad about it oh do you mean barely hungry sure 
I mean, it fucking made me laugh so hard thinking about how many other possible words there could be where kids learn these words and then deconstruct them back like they're coming up with this big revelation and they deconstruct them back into the original words. That makes me giggle so fucking hard. Yeah, I'm- I I don't know. It's like uh, uh like if you go um Oh, there was um there was an other whoa. An other another. That's how they came up with that word. They're just so excited about figuring out there you know, there were a lot of bodies there, but everybody everybody they just start freaking out about but the hangry thing god damn that made me laugh real hard is there just the it's a funny story to hear on the podcast but i can't imagine watching someone because it's the story's good but watching someone process that in real time and come up with it Just to see the, because you could, I can, I can envision the wheels turning in her brain to do it together. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever been hangry, you know, without the food part? That is, <laughs> holy shit, I love that a lot. Yeah, it made me gay. And then after I go, do you mean angry? And then she, we, there was silence for 10 minutes. Because I think she was just really thinking about what had just happened. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, oh, I, I got a lot of scholarship money to a private liberal arts school in Southern California. I, uh, uh-oh, summer has really fucked my brain over. What, um, so you guys did the paddle boarding. You've got, what do you got? A couple of, couple of weeks? Couple weeks, couple weeks, yep. In between her saying the funniest thing I've heard in months and yep. her, um, at best, Poorly informing you about, uh, you know, musical situations, right? The Lizzo situation, uh-huh. you know, yeah. in between those. And, well, we have to talk about this. You had mentioned before the show. Can you please tell? I don't want to do the thing where I go tell the story. But will you please talk about the other musical thing you came across with her? Well, it wasn't really with her. It was just in general. And I am going to be doing, I, I don't want to take any shit for this for, cause I have an idea that I would like to do okay. regarding this, but I will just say it's very funny to watch country music fans that are listening to fast car by Tracy Chapman, an African-American artist that think that the country music who wrote it, is it Luke Bryant? I, I, I who, who, who you, sang it? you, this is, and me as the hillbilly, when you told me today that there's a country musician who covered Fast Car, I yeah, had let me, let me put no Fast clue. Car, I got a Luke Combs. So, uh, so by the way, Luke as Combs, you can see, middle of somewhere, oh, so he fucking yeah. jacks our show Hi, name. I'm Luke Combs. I don't have an original thought in my fucking, fucking. brain. I grew up with a I grew up with a guy named Luke Brushes and I stole my stage name. I'm Luke Combs all of a sudden. I can't come up with an original tour name so I pick it up from a fucking podcast and I can't come up with my own music so what I do is I take it from someone who none of my fans are going to know. There's no way there is a Luke Brushes Tracy Chapman crossover in this situation 
There's no way. No. And so he's up there like, you got a fire's car. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he wrote this. I can't believe he had to get out of this situation. It's sad. It's sad. I love him. And they fucking think he wrote the thing. It's such a mind fuck. So last night, after discovering all this, I decided that I was just going to do a bunch of ridiculous ripoffs. Love it. And and pretend I was the fan. So it was just, uh, I was doing like... Um, I've been living most our life, living in this gangster paradise. Just stupid shit like that. And then having the Love fans it. go, oh, my God, can you even imagine having to, like, learn how to play country music, but you're growing up in a gangster's paradise? That is tough. Mm. I love him so much. I love Luke Barretts so much. Can you imagine being so let's say there's 20,000 people at a Luke Combs concert. I don't, that's, that's too sure. big of a number. Let me, I don't think concerts are that. Big. I don't think it is. I don't know. I, I think it's, tw- I think 20,000 is about right. I don't know how famous that guy has gotten. Um, but, but let's just say that as a number, for example, how many 20,000s of people do you have to get through before you find the first gal or fella who does know this is a Tracy Chapman song and, how much money would you pay to watch them be the one person in that arena who's like, is like, I he this is such a good song he wrote, and then the guy has to be like, well now he didn't write it, and they're like, what? Now see he uh there was an androgynous person back in the late eighties and early nineties uh, named Tracy, a lot like the uh, Pat on Saturday Night Live is how people treated her. And she wrote this like that just to be the guy who has to explain to 20 year old country music fans, not just that he didn't write it, but who Tracy Chapman was. Okay. God damn it. Also, I love thank, thank you for saying 20 year old country fans, because that's what I'm getting at. I, I know that if there are 20,000 people in, a, in an arena and he starts this song, I promise you. So many people know that it is a Tracy Chapman song. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I am making fun of the one person that has absolutely no clue, right? Like my uh, girlfriend, obviously, Kelsey, is younger than me. And when like we are out, when we are, nah, when we are <laughs> out and we are listening to music, right? For example, we were uh, in, in Spokane at, at Zola and an amazing band was playing. We loved going there and watching them all the time. And uh, they played just the two of us, right? And we were both singing, and we were like, oh, shit, we both know this song. But I was singing the Stevie Wonder version, and she was singing the Will Smith version. Yeah, so she it's starts like, rapping. Some, sometimes you don't know, right? And, and so I was just making fun of the fact that there are people, and it's a smart move. It's a smart move for a country singer to take a song from a black person. It's fucking... It's, tale as old as elvis it's like it's smart to do it because some of your fans aren't for sure not gonna know and that makes me fucking giggle a ton here's the thing i I, there's there was a song by that happened in the 90s too it was it was either boys to men or all for one had a song that then a country band but i don't know which way it traveled in that one 
I gotta go look it up. I'm I'm almost certain without any knowledge that I can guess which way it traveled, which direction that song traveled. Um, but I gotta tell you, I love Tracy Chapman, and I I in light of that. Well, you know, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not. I had a big clever thing about you coming to my house and my lake being the one reason for you to stay here. But I'm not gonna get into it. I don't. You wouldn't have let me have it. You wouldn't have let me keep it. You would have said something at the end. And so I love you. This has been a nice episode. I live on a lake. Well, just give me one. reason. I live on a lake. Just give me one reason. I'll turn this car around. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.